Hola amiga, welcome to the Amiga Arise podcast. I'm Priscilla Gomez, your host and hopefully an amiga for a journey of learning, growing, and thriving. I'm a licensed clinical therapist with a trauma history of my own, but I was transformed by the call that God has placed on my life. And I'm here to share how the clinical world taught me how to begin my healing process, but ultimately only God was able to heal the darkest areas of my past. Amiga, I know you are smart, driven, successful, and ambitious, but yet there seems to be something missing. You might be wondering why peace and joy are lacking in your life. Amiga, welcome. I can bet you have walked through some dark paths yourself, and maybe you're wondering if God is even real or why suffering exists or what your true purpose is here on earth. Amiga, I hear you. But if you're ready to take a deeper look, find freedom, and step into flourishing God's way, I'm here to lend a helping hand as you step into your healing and your faith-filled life. So open up that journal, pop in those AirPods, and take a deep breath. We're about to embark on a beautiful journey of arising to your true self. Hola amiga, welcome back. Hope you have found the first two episodes useful. Today, we will be continuing with the conversation of restoration theory by Dr. Terry Hargarve, a treatment modality to understand how we can program our brains from a place of pain to a place of peace for ultimate healing. A quick little recap, if you didn't listen to episode two, we talked about the need for love and trust as a survival skill in our lives. We need that from infancy. We need love and trust to survive. Love gives us a sense of identity, purpose, and self-worth, and trust gives us a sense of safety in relationship and confidence in a secure attachment figure. So we all need identity and we all need safety to survive in our world, right? And we get this from infancy. If we don't have it in our infancy, we can have some problems in our flourishment later in life. And quite frankly, we can have a failure to thrive right at birth or or in infancy. This is something that doctors screen for during well checkups. If a child is regressing, in their development and in their weight. There's definitely a concern for possible nourishment, but there have been some cases in some fear trauma cases where the child is not receiving the appropriate care and love and attention that an infant would normally receive from a caregiver. And that can cause a child to regress in development even if they're being fed. So, All this to be said is that when we are violated in these love and trust systems, we cope to survive and we create these pain cycles at different points in our lives and they're not all related to a severe trauma. We can all have these cyclical patterns of unhealthy coping because at some point or another, a loved one, a caregiver, a parent, may have violated our love or our trust, sometimes intentionally, most of the time unintentionally or unconsciously because they are repeating the patterns that were done onto them. I know that's a lot, but that's a quick little recap from episode two. And if you want to learn more, I would definitely say go back and listen if you haven't done so already. And Today, we really want to focus on the peace cycle. So how do we get out of that pain cycle and into peace? Well, Dr. Terry here breaks it into, we really have to believe that we are fundamentally worthy, loved, safe, 
right? There's a whole process to get there. And some of you may need some extra support, a therapist, a coach, a mentor, a pastor, a leader in your life to help you get to that place of true belief of who you truly are and that you're safe and loved. But just for the sake of today's episode, if we're already there, then we can operate out of a place of peace, right? We can have freedom in the choices that we do. In episode two, we talked about when you are feeling unloved or unsafe, you can go into blaming, shaming, controlling all these coping skills that the brain and the body automatically go into out of a place of protection. But if we're operating out of place of feeling completely loved and safe in our environment and interactions, whether or not the environment is completely safe, let's say you're talking to someone who's very aggravated, but if you are in a place of, okay, I am regulating my body, I am safe in this environment, and if you know that person's not going to physically attack you, right, it's a verbal disagreement, then you can regulate your body to be like, okay, take a deep breath, I am loved and I am safe in this place at this moment. And then we have the freedom to choose what quote-unquote coping skill we're going to operate out of. But it's no longer a coping skill, rather than a freedom to navigate in that, right? We can be nurturing, we can be self-valuing, we can be balanced, and we can be connected to that person when we're regulated and when we know that the truth of who we are is that we're loved and that we're safe, then we can really walk into most, if not all situations with that mindset and it completely transforms the way we behave and interact with the world around us. That's the basis of the peace cycle. And the notion of having freedom to choose how to behave and react in a situation is actually very biblical as well. I know I haven't touched a whole lot on my journey and how I even got to the place of saying my full yes and surrender to God and to Jesus, but I, I want to talk about this just for a little bit. One of the books that really began to transform my heart when I was beginning to walk alongside Jesus is reading the book of John in the New Testament. And so for those of you who maybe are familiar with the Bible, this this verse is going to be, you know, some a verse you've heard a lot. But for those of you who are newer to faith and or are still beginning to question whether or not this is something you're willing to step into, I just invite you to open open up the door to what that can look like. Like I said, in some previous episodes, the pandemic really came at a breaking point in my life where I knew I needed something else other than the typical mental health approaches that I was already practicing, right? I was trying to do all the things, all the mindfulness, all the exercises, the eating healthy, all of those things are great. We all need that. And I will have other episodes on that as well. But I was really struggling with the identity of who I am. I was starting to believe that I was less than, not enough, not performing well enough, not doing good enough in the world, in my job, in my relationships with my friends and family. So again, this is how 
God began to work through me and I needed to come to the belief, right? Have that foundation of I am truly enough and I am loved and connected and safe in in the relationships that I do have. Of course, not all relationships are perfect and there's certain individuals in my life that I have to set some boundaries with and I have gotten much better at that because I can come from a place of love and I can step away without offending or attacking that other person when I'm not feeling safe in that moment, right? Or I'm feeling shamed or X, Y, Z, right? There can be many different things. But the first that I wanted to read to you in terms of having this freedom to choose, this freedom to walk in in the truth of who you are um, from the book of John, chapter 8, verses 31 to about 34. Jesus is talking to the Jews and they're asking if, if he really is the son of God, right? Um, and so, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, the Jews had a little bit of question, they're like, but if we're sons of Abraham, we've never been enslaved. What do you mean be free, right? And so if you go down to verse 34, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. So the, those are the verses I wanted to read through, through with you, not to be um, a shame or condemnation podcast or episode, but what Jesus is alluding to here is that when we are enslaved, quote unquote, to sin or to the unhealthy patterns of our life, we don't even see that we are. It's just something that's happening. And that's something that I came to reckon with. I understood this um, unconscious level of functioning that I was operating since childhood. And hence, as I spoke in episode one, I entered into a world of um, really disregarding my body and treating it um, as if it were not a valuable piece of, you know, my own property. I was consuming too much alcohol. At one point, I was eating way too many fatty foods, um, not sleeping enough, not exercising, doing all these things. I'm not saying that doing all these things are inherently sinful. I am saying when we are not being mindful, these things overcome um, and overflood our body. So again, you may not be at the place of like, okay, this is the Bible and I believe it and everything that is here is true. I had my own journey with God and with Jesus and I came to understand what Jesus came down here to say and to do. And and this treatment modality really helped me really bridge the two, my clinical world and my spiritual world, and how both can be aligned and are aligned if we're coming from a place of truth, that we're all here on earth to be loved and to be connected, and that we can share that with others. So, Dr. Terry has four simple steps. I say simple, but they can be hard at first if you're not used to doing this. So you may be asking, okay, Priscilla, get to the heart of it. Get to the meat. How do we overcome this pain cycle? If I am operating out of pain, how do I operate out of peace? Well, once you have the foundation, 
and you can accept the truth of who you are in terms of who God says you are. Dr. Terry says, use these four steps and say them out loud. Here, that is the key here. Say them out loud. Saying things out loud when we want to react in a different way is kind of counterintuitive, but that's what helps us change the course and change some of the um, brain neurons and the synapses that we've already created, right? So first of all, if you're feeling triggered, you're feeling a certain kind of way, I'll use myself as an example again. For me, when I'm feeling not enough, not worthy, not capable, step number one, I say what you feel. This helps to slow down the brain and process some of those racing thoughts that are going on. So I can identify the core feeling, the core trigger, I feel blank, right? I'm going to use the example, uh, feeling incapable, unworthy of starting this podcast, let's say, which actually was real. At some point in these last few weeks, I've had to, to really counteract that initial thought process and that feeling um, of distrusting um, what God is asking me to step into, right? So we can talk about more about that later. Step two, you say what you would do normally. Normally, I would normally cope by avoiding or numbing. I would watch too much TV, maybe drink too much, eat more than I needed to, go out and spend money, right? Like these are all things, whatever those things are for you. So first, say what you feel. Two, say what you would do. Third, you're going to say the truth about who you are right? So all of this is a process to help you slow down, identify that unhealthy coping and unhealthy trigger core feeling because it processes in your brain differently when we say things out loud. So I feel unworthy and incapable of creating this podcast. Two, I would normally cope by avoiding or numbing watching too much TV, drinking too much, spending too much money. Third, but the truth is I am worthy and I am capable of creating this podcast. We can all have different I am statements that we need to repeat over ourselves with um, the help of a therapist, a coach, a mentor, or something that you're just doing on your own. You're reading a book and you've read, hey, There's these things called positive affirmations that I should be reading over myself. Absolutely. Start where you're at. And in the next episodes, I will give even more detail and more content on how, where to begin. What does this mean? Speaking the truth of who I am. For me, one of the Bible verses that I really lean on when I'm feeling incapable is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? So during this process, I've had to repeat this verse over myself a lot because I have been combating the internal pains, the childhood wounds that I've had, and just the cyclical patterns that I've now in my you know in my brain i've had for a couple decades so now i'm i'm training myself to walk in a different way so one say what you feel two say what you would do three say the truth about who you are and four say what you will do differently and do it right so an example instead i will verbalize my feelings two 
I have a roommate so I can tell my roommate I'm like I am feeling blank unworthy I'm feeling uncapable and I will react out of a place of peace with myself and record five minutes of the first episode right so then it gives me a tangible thing to do so say what you feel say what you would do say the truth and now fourth say what you would do differently and do it you actually have to do it (laughs) so this is part of the programming and doing things differently this is similar to you can apply this to working out to eating healthier to decreasing your anger outbursts right this can be many different things so friends those are the four simple steps to rewire the brain into the peace cycle again i say simple but challenging because our brains are used to the repetitive patterns that we were using before and our brains love patterns so much they love them much more than change that's why change can feel overwhelming and challenging because the brain hasn't developed that new neural pathway to say oh this is like second nature right it's like walking when we learn to walk we're stumbling a lot and if you've watched any infant who's beginning to walk they are standing but they don't want to take that next step right and it could take a while for them to be like oh i can take the next one and they fall and so they don't like it and they go back to crawling for a little bit but just like learning how to walk this is the same thing we have to learn how to stumble along the way saying these things out loud changes the brain pattern changes the biology of our brain and creates a new pathway so that every time we start to feel a little more anxious unloved right we start to feel those things we can catch it and say no i am loved i am safe and when i am feeling worthy love safe I can operate out of a place of being loving, kind, joyful, accepting, vulnerable in this situation. And in turn, others will receive that in a way that they may also know that they can be nurturing, kind, vulnerable, and connected and respectful with me, right? I'm not saying this happens every single time, but the more and more we do it, the more likelihood of change for the long term in our own lives and then change in our relationships with others others will begin to see that you're operating from a place of of peace and and love and kindness and they want to operate in that same capacity with you not everyone and everyone has their own healing and growing journey and so like i had mentioned at the beginning of this episode there are some true reckonings with yourself of who you need to create some appropriate boundaries with what you need to say absolute no's to to protect your healing process right i say this in a kind way but if you aren't at the place of truly believing that you are loved worthy safe capable all these um affirming things about yourself then it might be time to to seek out some extra help and some support, right? Maybe a therapist, maybe a coach. Maybe you don't need a mental health therapist. A coach, someone like myself who has a mental health background or a coach who has been doing this kind of work for for some years, 
or like I said, even a mentor, a pastor, a leader, someone in your life who can really help you navigate and process where these thought patterns are coming from and ground yourself and center yourself around the truth of who you are. Because friend, I believe that every single one of us was made on purpose, with a purpose, and to have purpose on this life, right? So I hope that this podcast um, ignite a little bit of that in you so that you can take that next step that I've been talking about. This podcast really was intended to be an informational and educational resource for anyone who is struggling to, to find their next step in faith, in healing, in health. And I'm here to lend a helping hand if you need it. So reach out and message me if you found this information to be helpful or you're looking for some next steps. Um, But in the meantime, I do want to leave you with at least one or two things that you can potentially start to do to even explore what your core feeling words are, your core fears are, your core pains are. And if you've gotten to a place of healing that, right? Um, I really recommend mindfulness activities, journaling, and drawing. These are like my top three things. There's so many other things you can do. But if you are interested in taking the next step, I'm wondering what is one thing I can do, right? I would suggest looking into what mindfulness journaling and art can look like for you. And it doesn't have to be this big thing. You can do five minutes in the morning, first thing you do when you wake up, versus looking at your phone, right? Or, and then the last five minutes of your day before going to bed, start off small um, and see what comes up for you, right? And I say all of these things, maybe picking one of them or doing them all kind of together, if you can practice five minutes of mindfulness in the morning and see what's coming up in your brain, doesn't mean that you're just going to go empty thought and you're not going to think anything. But if you allow yourself five minutes of no distractions, no phone, and just be with yourself in your in your thoughts, and then journal about it or draw about it if you're more on the artsy side and see what's coming up for you. That's a place to begin this journey. Of course, I will always direct you back to a place of faith and and finding God and finding Jesus and that's an incredible place to be as well to have quiet time with God and in his word but if you're not there I get it and I understand it took me a long time to get there and so in the next few episodes you'll hear a little bit more about my journey and where how I got to the place of now I crave an hour of quiet time by myself with God in the word in the morning that's something i look forward to every single day it doesn't happen every single day for an hour but that is really what i look forward to is having a routine and balance and a reminder of what god says about me and what he says about the world and um, what he says about his children so friends i really hope this was helpful i am so excited to be on this journey with you and these beginning these next steps if you allow me to be part of that journey with you so until next time much love amiga that's a wrap for today i pray this episode has blessed you in some way brought you some clarity or inspired you to take your next step in faith and healing if this podcast has blessed you in any way 
I would love to hear about it. And the best way to thank me is by leaving me a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also screenshot this episode and post me and tag me at Amiga Arise. I would love to connect with you and be on this journey with you. You can also join my Facebook group and meet other women on the same journey. So until next time, I'll be praying with you, Amiga. Arise and shine daily. And may we pray, move, and grow together. God bless.